What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. On today's show, Batter Up, we're talking to Julian Beck from the AOSN about the All-Star Game. All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help you understand why the sports fans in your life yell at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sports Gal Pal and also on SportsGalPal.com. So what did I learn this week? Sometimes you really should listen to your mother. So I have been fascinated with the Jason Pierre-Paul issue of the fact that he decided to play with fireworks and blow off a portion of his right index finger. The only reason we know that is because Adam Schefter magically, in his weird Adam Schefter ways, got a hold of the um, medical report, which is his own drama in itself, and Adam Schefter is like the queen bee of gossip for the NFL. He knows more stuff about people than probably the NSA or the CIA does about about all of us. So I'm not sure how he does it. I'm not sure what magical powers he has, or if he just has a lot of disposable cash that ESPN gives him, or if he just flat out is the best just mind reader on the planet. I don't know. I just always hope he uses his powers for good. And I don't think that releasing those medical records were a good idea, no matter how he got them. Like, supposedly he said today, oh, someone gave them to me. I didn't ask any doctors. You knew what you were doing releasing them. It just feels wrong. Okay, that's beside the point. Can we talk about JPP for a minute and Giants fans? What are you going to do? I mean, he's one of your best defenders. And he's lost a part of his finger. I I don't know how long it's going to take him to rehab, how long it's going to take him to get back in the game. But the fact is, is that I know how much NFL players make, even if it's the low end of the NFL, which he was not. um, I'm pretty sure he could afford to hire somebody to put on a fireworks show. Why are you playing with fireworks yourself? Okay, this goes back to... Men, I'm talking to you because you know what you never hear of? You never hear of a woman blowing her any part of herself up with fireworks. You don't hear it. There was a guy on, I will find the link to this article because it's hilarious. He put fireworks on his head and he blew himself up. That's just natural selection right there. When you choose to do something stupid and you die, maybe it's natural selection. Maybe on a mood. I don't know. But if you are an professional athlete of any kind, you need to take care of your body. It goes back to just basic common sense. And I guarantee you somewhere, somehow his mama told him or whoever his mama type person is, whether it be the wife or whoever, some woman told him, don't play with fireworks. Well, he blew up his hand. So kids, the moral of the story, listen to your mother. We have really good advice. Because we spent nine months of our lives with you inside of us. And so the sheer 
forced to get you out, which is not fun. It was not pleasant. I did it twice. I'm not doing it again. But just the sheer will of force to not only keep you safe inside of us and then to get you out of our bodies and then the full desire to make you a fully functional adult. It is exhausting. And then you go as a fully functional adult and you blow up a part of you. So I, his mom took care of him for a good 18 years and then he goes off and blows up his hand. No, don't do that. Use your brain. Just common sense. I don't know what happened. I hope he's okay. I hope he can come back in the field because he's an excellent, excellent football player. The Giants need him. I think the NFL needs him. But seriously, it's your hand. You kind of need it. Even if you don't ever play football again, you need it. And if he's right-handed, it's just it's awful. Last summer, I fell off my porch running away from a giant spider. This was a killer, killer spider. I will have a photo of it on the show notes so you believe me. And um, long story short, I fell off my porch running away from the spider. And I broke two bones in my wrist and actually had to wear a cast, um, which I did get into UVA color, so it was orange and blue, so that was kind of fun. Um, but it took forever for me to get over the injury. Now, granted, I am old <laughs> and not an athlete. And I'm a whiny baby when it comes to injuries and physical therapy sucked. So I hope he gets through this and I hope that he can use his hands correctly. And Lord, just kids don't play with fireworks. Just don't do it. So, all right. Onward football. I don't like to talk about it too much right now because we've got so much great baseball going on and so much great tennis. So did you see Serena Williams? Talk about double weeks of girl power. First, the U.S. women take care of business at the World Cup. And now Serena Williams... What an amazing athlete. She is one open away from a true grand slam. So in tennis, a true grand slam for those of my gals and pals who don't know is when you may, when you win all four majors in one year. It is very difficult to do and I really hope she gets it. I think she's tremendous. She's a great role model for women, for African Americans, for just people in general. Because she's only three years younger than me, and I'm just in awe of the amount of work she puts into her body, her craft, and everything that she does. So she's just, again, when you think about her backstory, her and her sister uh, Venus, you know, they came from one of the roughest neighborhoods in the country. Their dad is a typical, you know, that kind of overzealous sports dad, so she had to overcome that. And also overcoming the fact that it's a white people sport. I'm going to say it. I, I it might offend some people, but guess what? It, it's a very richy, newbie sport. And so for her to succeed at the level she is, where the fact is, is that she's just phenomenal. And I think she is the name of tennis, period. When you think of tennis, who do you think of right now? You're thinking Serena Williams. You're not thinking of Jovovich. You're not thinking of Andy Murray. You're not thinking of Federer. You're thinking Serena Williams. And I think it's amazing. They just um, released a documentary. I had no idea, but she was actually really instrumental for making sure that the women and men of Wimbledon, the people who won the men's title and the women's title, they got equal pay. And in this day and age where we're still debating gender issues and whether or not women automatically deserve equal pay, which we should, by the way, um, you know, I think it's amazing that she's a trailblazer for that. And tennis is one of the few sports where women often outshine men. So it is fantastic. I am wishing her luck. Can't wait to see her at the U.S. Open and see what she does. And I want to see a Grand Slam. We saw a Triple Crown winner this year. Let's get a Grand Slam. So 
And that's all I learned this week. This week has been a little nuts. Um, to give you a long story short, we've got、um, a kind of family crisis going on. I don't want to go into too many details, but a really close friend of ours is、um, not doing well health wise. And it's been really difficult because、um, this is the, you know, my husband's absolute best friend. He is the、um, guy that if something were to happen to us, we'd want the tiny humans to live with. So for him to be where he is right now is really difficult. So I have not had the time to get. Proper interviews and to get you know my research done, and because you know what, family comes first, and he is family. And so,、um, you know, if you believe in prayer or well wishes, please send it to Matt、um, because we just want to keep him as long as we can. So, with that being said, it is All Star Weekend. Tonight is the Home Run Derby, and tomorrow is the All Star Game. I'm super excited, and I'm super excited about my guest this week. So, I did something a little different, and I got a、um, blogger from the AOSN. It is a new sports blogging network, and they've been strategically stalking me for the past couple of months, ever since my podcast launched. And、um, to make a long story short. Um, they connected me with Julian Beck, and he is a California guy who grew up、um, with a Yankee-loving dad, who suddenly became a fan of a whole another team you wouldn't expect. And what I love about telling these kind of stories is that it just reminds me that you know the fan experience—it's great to have experts on, and I love having them on. But I love talking with fans. I love talking with people just like me who just want to know more about sports and just want to talk about sports and. Just to show you why I love it so much, it's not the fact that I can explain, you know, what the best batting rotation is. I'm not good at that kind of stuff, but I do know that I love when I can escape and watch a game for a couple of hours and not think about the serious nature of life in general, or think about the fact that my child will someday grow up and want to blow up his hand with a firecracker. Seriously, I'm still can't get over that. So I'm super excited to have Julian on, and then afterwards I've got、um, some big announcements of some stuff coming up for Sports Gal Pal. So I hope you enjoy it. All right, gals and pals, my guest today is Julian Beck. He is one of the co-owners and a writer for the blog network called the AOSN.com. It is a blog network for sports writers, and basically, it's fans talking about sports. Just what I like. So、um, he is here to talk. All about baseball, yay! And maybe a few other things. So, Julian, welcome to the Sports Gal Pal. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> okay, great. And I always start. I try to start off all my interviews with this question: Who got you into sports? Um, my father did. He was growing growing up. He all he was like the baseball phenom here where I live. Um, and when he had me, he was playing in. The, We call it Sunday league, but it's an adult league where men play baseball on Sundays. And I would always want to go out there with them, so I always went out to watch his games, like three-hour games. I'd be out there all day learning. That's how I learned baseball, just by listening to all the older guys, learn how to keep the book, learn even some Spanish out there too. <laughs> Were they always appropriate words that you can repeat? Not always, but they let me know when they were coming, so I can cover my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad played kind of rec league baseball. Yeah, he played all through rec league in the high school, and then he kind of 
the scholarship didn't come. So he kind of just played adult league after that because he loved baseball so much. And his favorite baseball team? He was born and raised a New York Yankees fan. Okay, so that means you are a Yankees fan? I was a Yankee fan. <laughs> you were? What happened? <laughs> I uh, fell in love with the Cleveland Indians about five years ago. I, I don't know what it was. I liked their uniforms. I mean, it's more than the uniforms, but I just like the way they looked on TV. I love the manager, Terry Francona. I know he used to be in Boston, but I respect him. Uh, my family doesn't really like that I changed my team, but, I mean, it comes when you watch baseball every day like I do. Yeah, and I think this brings up a really good point that, you know, so many times people say, once you're a fan of a team, that's it, you're stuck. And I disagree. I think that, you know, unless you actually, um, I'm really big into college sports. So the college I graduated from, I'm a huge fan of and will forever be because I have that connection. But pro sports, you owe no allegiance to those teams because they're professional and they're grown men. So it's okay if you want to change, but you got to have a good reason. <laughs> yeah, um, my reason I don't think it's like a, it wasn't a rod or anything why I left, or I'm not a bandwagon fan. A lot of people say you pay for your championships with the Yankees, but if the Dodgers are doing it now, so I just like the way the Indians play. They play the kind of baseball I like to watch and play, so that's kind of why I jumped onto their team. Okay. But you got to agree that the Yankees are kind of that kind of bellwether team. When I think of baseball, I'm now granted my dad's from the Bronx. So I immediately think of the Yankees, but I think a lot of casual fans of baseball immediately think of the Yankees. Yeah. Yankees for sure. Well, and there's no question why. I mean, just the history I can name off Mantle, DiMaggio, Yogi Berra, um, who else was on that team? Just that yeah. Lou Gehrig, Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. You can even name A Rod, even though it's not for great things, but A Rod. Yeah, Jorge Posada. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so you know, I mean, and A Rod. Uh, um, but you know, it's so much history. I mean involving that team I think that but do you think that now that you're not a diehard Yankee fan all the time have you gotten to the camp at the baseball where I feel like there's two kinds of baseball fans those who love Yankees and those who are like wish the Yankees weren't there yeah that's that's really true there's only two types of fans for those Yankees so where do you lie in that now I am oh man I don't hate the Yankees that's all I can say I, I can't hate them um, they play the game. Like, if your team, let's say the Tampa Bay Rays, if, if they were in the same situation as the Rays, they would do it. As the Yankees, they would do it. If it was, like, reversed, if it was the Red Sox buying everyone instead of the Yankees when baseball first started and winning all those championships, I don't, I don't know if the Red Sox would still hold, like, the grudge the Yankees hold with all the other fans. Um, the Yankees, I mean, they just... The Steinbrenners made them Hollywood, but in New York, they made New, they made New York. And they have this certain rule that a lot of people probably wouldn't like. Like, when you're on the Yankees, you cannot have facial hair or long hair. The only thing you can have is a mustache. So there's some things there that I can see fans not liking, but they mainly hate them because of the championships, which I don't understand. But, I mean, it's sports. People take it real serious. 
And you keep you keep referring to buying a championship, buying the team. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, um, buying a championship. I'm saying like if there's a superstar um, in baseball right now, say it's Bryce Harper. Um, the Yankees always have so much money that they can pretty much buy any player in the MLB to play with their team and help them win championships. Lately, they have been spending money and they haven't been winning, but like the Yankees have all the money in the world. They can buy anyone they want to help them win. That's basically what I'm saying. And But isn't there a luxury tax in Major League Baseball, so do, shouldn't that prevent them from doing that? It should, but it doesn't because they can still afford to pay the penalty that comes with being over the salary cap. So if there was a proper salary cap like they have in the NFL, you don't think the Yankees would be as dominant in the history books as they are now? I think they still would be because it's such a desired place to play. But um, I, I kind of do want them to have a salary cap to make a level playing field for every team. But I still think they would be on the top of the list for a lot of superstars when uh, if that was to happen. Hold on a second. Mom, I'm recording. <laughs> Sorry about that. My mom's interrupting the podcast. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. She's watching the kids. Okay, so the Yankees are, you know, you either love them or you hate them. There's no in-between unless you're this guy who grew up a Yankees fan and then converted to the Indians. Let's go to the Indians. They're not exactly the best sexiest team in the MLB. I mean, I can understand maybe switching to like the Nationals, the Dodgers, um, you know, the Giants. Yeah, jumping but, on a but the, but the Indians. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of people question it, but they play the baseball I like they have certain like Corey Kluber. Whenever he pitches, I stop what I'm doing and I watch him pitch. Same for Danny Salazar. He's pitching today. He just gave up his first hit of the game, but they just I just love the way they play. And didn't they almost have a no-no last night? Yeah, Chase. I think his name's Chase Anderson. He went, I think, seven and two-thirds. He almost had a perfect game, but they got broken up. I think Grady Sizemore hit the homer. And again, for my audience members, because again, a lot of them are rookie sports fans, perfect game is? Perfect game is 27 batters up, 27 batters down. You, you pitch out of the wind-up the whole game. So basically, nobody gets anything. The pitcher's just nope. perfect. Yeah, the pitcher's perfect. And that's a rare thing in baseball, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful thing if you ever get to catch one and it gets like they get baseball players are fun. I love them because they're crazy and they're they're like big little kids because they have superstitions and they won't talk to each other in dugouts. But then they'll do like backwards caps and rally caps and pranks. And I just feel like they have the most fun of every sports league is the baseball players. Yeah, I played my whole life and I still I'm still superstitious. I'm very superstitious. It kind of annoys my girlfriend, but I mean, it's going to be like that for life. So what what kind of superstitions do you do? Or is it one of those, like, fight club? You can't talk about it. Mm, my superstitions, like, even if, like, a professional is pitching a no-no, I would still, I wouldn't bring it up to my dad or anything. <laughs> um, I'm superstitious about this. Even if I, cause I play softball now, I still don't step on the white lines when I go out to the field. Um, let's see. Uh, you never talk bad to an umpire. Like when my brother plays baseball still, if someone talks bad to an umpire, I kind of tell him to calm down. Well, that's, a lot just, of under- that's just good life but, advice right there. Yeah, but fans are the worst umpires. They all think they're umpires. 
Well, of course we are. Because I can see the strike zone way better than the guy right behind it. Of course. That's what everyone says. Yeah, boo blue or black or whatever <laughs> they wear these days. Boo. Yeah. So so let's talk about the All-Star Game. So the All-Star Game is coming up. And, you know, again, I find it with true fans like yourself at baseball. The All-Star Game is just, it's almost like a bothering nuisance. Like, you're almost like, can we just skip this and go on to baseball? <laughs> uh, I love the All-Star Game. I love Why? it. Uh, uh, just, you, you can see all the when the fans, the players that aren't in like the home run derby or uh, the celebrity game, you can see them out there cheering on their players. This well-needed rest they need, um, and it's well-deserved for the players that need it. So, and the players that didn't get the all-star, like they can go see their families for that short period of time. It's just like some time needed off they need. So I think they need that. But do you think fans should be in charge of voting? No, 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 no. I don't even vote. I hate that rule. <laughs> why does it? Why has it become a problem? Because just like the Royals this year, I mean, they had a great season last year. Their fans are, they're amazing fans voting their players in, but not all of them are well deserved to be starting for the All Star game. I think coaches and players kind of they should vote the players in because they know who deserves to go in there. Fans just do it based off the players they know. Yeah, I just, I think there's so much baseball going on that it's almost impossible to watch it regularly unless it's your job or you don't have a life um, to watch yeah. every team. Like if it's your team, it's it's somewhat easy to kind of try to at least tailor your life to watch as many as you possible. But all of them to see every player, I think that would be very difficult. Yeah. Very, very so, difficult. Unless you have the baseball package and you can kind of flip through them all. Well, even then, who has uh, who has time to watch all those baseball games? And sometimes they're in the middle of the day. Yeah, I can I try to find time, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's the mommy and me going. No, I have tiny humans, and they demand a lot of attention. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what should we look for in the All Star Game? Like, what are some of the things, key things that um, my fans should know about the All Star Game? Um, key thing. Um. A lot of the players wear cool cleats if people like cleats. But if you're, like, focused on players, um, the starting third baseman for the National League, that's really a tough one right now. Uh, it's between Matt Carpenter. He's on the St. Louis Cardinals. Nolan Arenado, he's on the Rockies. And Todd Frazier, who's on the Cincinnati Reds, they're hosting the All-Star game this year. And all three of them are well-deserved to start at third base. But a lot of people are leaning towards um, Nolan Arenado over Todd Frazier, even though it's his home bomb park. Uh, that's a big debate right now. And also, who's going to start for the AL pitching staff? There's Dallas Keuchel, uh, King Felix, and also Chris Sale and Chris Archer. So, I mean, there's some tough decisions going on right now that a lot of people should focus on. Um, and the cool cleats, that's what I kind of look forward to. <laughs> Cool cleats, huh? So, with the All Star Game, there comes the Home Run Derby. That's pretty like fun to watch. I've watched that a couple times, and yeah. um, you know, because I feel like unlike the, the um, slam dunk contest of the NBA, I still feel like the stars and people still come out for the Home Run Derby. Yeah, um, you'll see a lot of old old ball players are there. Um, I 
I don't know if they're doing the team captain again this year or not, but I know they have some rule changes in it this year, so I'm really curious on that as well. They're having timed rounds and I think single elimination this season, so it's going to be totally different home run derby compared to all others. Interesting, because I don't see how they could change that too much, because it's just hitting the balls out of the park, correct? Yeah, but some batters would take like three pitches to catch their breath again and wait for the perfect pitch. Uh, this will speed them up and make them be not so selective and speed up the home run derby. Interesting. And do they get to pick the pitcher that they want to throw to them? Yeah, they usually do. It's usually the their person that throws to them during batting practice because they're so used to them. They kind of just lob them up there and help them. Um, some people pick their dad or their brother because it's such a it's a lifetime moment for them to be in a home run derby. But they usually pick their pitching coach. So let's talk about your blog network. That's a fairly. How long has it been up and running? Uh, I think it's about two years now. I believe two years in August. Um, if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry, um, Alejandro. <laughs> It's been about two years. <laughs> and Alejandro is the um, kind of, he's like the brainchild behind the whole thing, correct? Yeah, he's the creator. He created it. He's a cool, good, good, good kid. And um, so how did it come about? Um, actually, I was going to college. I wanted to be a sports agent. And then it hit me. I'm like, man, this is never going to happen. <laughs> so I was on Facebook one day and I was like, I need to type articles. And one of the other co-owners, his name is Manny um, Akala. I went to high school with him. And I saw him typed an article. And I read it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I messaged him. And he sent me to Alejandro, who actually lived up the street of me <laughs> when I grew up. So I kind of contacted him. And it just, history was made then and there. And how many writers are currently writing for you guys? Do you know? Do you have an estimate? Uh, I think it's about 15 now. It's grown really, really fast now. Yeah, you guys have forums up now, and you're covering a ton of different sports, like a ton of soccer coverage. Yeah, soccer is a big one for us. We That was really what got us going, and we have great soccer writers now. Hockey, too. Hockey is actually growing for us. Yeah, so I think, like, do you think having the niche of those kind of, they're still popular sports in the country, but they're not covered as much, is helping you guys grow? Yeah. Yeah, um, like we also have Canadian, the CFL now, the Canadian Football League. We just added that this year, so that's giving us a good coverage too. Yeah, so you guys have a lot going on. Do you guys have anything special planned for um, All-Star Game coverage? Um, I'm not too sure yet. I'm sure we'll talk about it this week. That's a good topic I should bring up to them. (laughs) Um, But we usually have like our projections on who would win the home run derby, who would win... Uh, all-star MVP who would start stuff like that yeah so I think you know I I didn't realize how big the all-star game was in terms of fan involvement like again I'm a casual baseball fan like I enjoy it and um but I'm not like really I'm I'm more again I'm more of a college sports girl so like I was really into Virginia winning the um college world series a couple weeks ago because um I went there so um you know and it's it's something about baseball it seems like a really casual game until all of a sudden your favorite team's in a championship run and you're nervous with every pitch is that true yeah um it's very fun when you 
if your team makes it to the playoffs, then people find the time and they to make sure that they're watching that game. That's when you see all the fans come out. When you watch a game on, say, Fox, you can hear the fans, how loud they get. And the the players love that. That gets them. That just gets them going. It's good adrenaline for them. Do you think baseball lends itself well for the fan experience? Uh, fan experience, yeah. If you go to the right ball game, the right the right team. If you're like go to like Dodger Stadium, that's not the greatest stadium, but there's the fans that are always into the game, so they make it fun to watch it. Okay, so finally, your predictions for the All-Star Game. Um, who, Which league is going to get it, National or American? Oh, man. Um, it's, I'm going to go National League because it's in a National League ballpark this year, so there's no DH. Okay. And again, I think that's the wackiest role that one league can have, a designated hitter, and the other one doesn't. Can I just say <laughs> they should just pick a cho- choice? Are you Okay, where are you in that debate? Because you probably lived I, your, all your whole life with a DH and not. Yeah, I have... Little League, they usually keep it and call it FDH, but I love the way it is now. They should just leave it. I kind of wish they didn't have a DH, but for both leagues. But I love it because when you see a pitcher get a hit, it's a big deal. Okay. Well, great. And, um, again, if the people on Sports Gal Pal want to connect with you or go to um, see your blog site, where should they go? Uh, you can go to the website at theaosn.com. Or follow us on Twitter at the AOSN official. Uh, we interact a lot on there on Twitter. Um, a lot of a lot of other fans interact on there as well. So if you want to learn some things or just get some tiny knowledge on any sports, just follow us there, and you'll you'll get all your answers. Yeah, and I can personally say the guys um, with the AOSN are really interactive. They have talked to me many times about various topics, including trying to recruit me to write for them. I'm still on the fence. And it's not that yeah, the website I- isn't bad. It's just the time commitment because they're like, we want you to write weekly. And I'm like, but but <laughs> I have a podcast. I'm super busy. So, you know, yeah. but um, plus also, like, I don't know about you. This time of year, it's hard for me. Um, just I mean, it's not hard for me to find stories because obviously there's always something going on in the world of sports. But it's just getting it to where it's concise enough for an article, you know, because yeah. it's even tough for me to find time to write an article. But I mean, if you find the time and you get into it, it's pretty fun because you get to see who looks at your article, if it's. A lot of people read it, so you feel kind of accomplished, and it's just really fun. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it really is, and they are accepting applications for good writers, so there is a link. I will put that link on our show notes at sportsgalpal.com so that if you have ever thought about writing for Sports Network, um, contact the guys at AOSN. They're super nice, and they are friendly. The only thing they ask is that you write well, everything's grammatically correct, and that you commit yourself to writing at minimum a, a weekly article, but if you're already not doing anything and you want to get into it, it's a perfect way to kind of build your writing resume. And this website, within just the last six weeks when I first met these guys, it has exploded in the amount of content and the amount of reach they've got. So it's a growing network for budding sports writers. So I highly encourage you guys. I think um, once, you know, American football comes into play in the fall, you guys are going to be super busy. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Football is always a big topic. Yeah, I see your Rams... Well, of course, college football, because it's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing that amazes me, how people, how serious people take college football compared to NFL football. 
Well, I have a theory on this. It's because, well, a couple of theories. One is, again, I like went to the University of Virginia. I have a degree from there. So I have a direct connection link to that school. I'm forever connected with that school and that sports program. So, yeah. y- you know, and once you have that kind of connection, it's really hard to break that. So even though my football team is terrible, um, like we at least get two or three 12 men on the field penalties, it seems like, per season. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just bad. But you know, our team actually produces a ton of great NFL talent. Chris Long, um, from the um St. Louis Rams is a Wahoo. Yeah. Um, both Barber twins. We've got Heath Miller from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, look out for Eli um Harold. Um he just got drafted by the 49ers and he could be an all-star safety. So, you know, if they or I guess pro bowler. They use different. See, I'm getting confused with my seasons. Um, but look out for him. He was drafted low in the third round, but I think he was undervalued. So there's a ton of great talent that comes from the University of Virginia. And that's why I think college sports is important for people who love the NFL, because you're seeing, you know, future NFL players playing. So it gives you a perspective of what's really going on. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think. But again, if you don't like college sports, it's fine. So, you know. But yeah, you guys have I a like ton you. to talk about. Who doesn't? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, it's college sports. Right. And then, you know, then you get to college basketball, which is even better because, again, I'm an ACC girl. So I can go on and on. So I, I'm embarrassing myself <laughs> now. Okay. So, gals and pals, make sure you check out theaosn.com. Great sports knowledge, great coverage of games, great coverage of power rankings. And again, if you're interested in sports writing, they're the guys to talk to. So make sure you go to the AOSN.com. And again, all of the links will be in the show notes at sportsgalpal.com or they'll be at blog talk radio forward slash sportsgalpal. Thanks again so much to Julian Beck for coming on to the show. So For my question of the week, it was really a question that I had to answer myself. And what's the direction the show is taking? So as you know, I've been doing this podcast now for a little over a month and I'm loving it. You guys have been so great. I've just been so amazed at the randomness of strangers who have written to me and tweeted me saying they love the show. Um, My fellow podcast peers, most of whom are men, have really reached out and embraced me. So I just want to say again, thanks and big thanks to Blog Talk Radio and the mentorship from the Pod Vader. It has been really instrumental to making sure that my launch has been so great. So as I'm getting ready to gear up for what I consider is the big show, and that is football coming up, I kind of thought about, you know, where should the show go from here? I'm loving the format of what I learned this week and the interview, of course, and, you know, the questions I'm getting. So I'm going to keep all that. But I keep thinking about how Julie and I were talking about our fan experiences. And I also talked about that with Phony Bennett in a previous episode, Corey Fenner, and we talked about that. And every guest, we've really talked about, you know, what is this whole idea of being a fan, which made me think that there are tons of sports fans out there who are wanting to tell their fan stories. So this is what I want to do. I want to add a second episode each week where I feature one of you, a member of Galpal Nation, and telling me about your fan story. Why do you love the sports you love? Why do you hate the teams you hate? And why do you love sports in general? I think that it's fascinating and I think that it helps newbie fans or fans or potential fans or people who still are like, I don't get it, to at least understand why we are the way we are. Sports is inherent culture and it doesn't matter if it's you know, European football or American soccer or cricket or dodgeball or professional American style football. 
The point is, it's a shared language. You know, sports needs bad guys. Sports brings out emotion. Sports is cathartic. Sports is an escape. We've seen all of this kind of similar themes come about. So this is what I need you guys to do. If you want to be on Sports Gal Pal telling me about your fan story, you need to write to me. I will have a new landing page on the Sports Gal Pal. It's going to be sportsgalpal.com slash fan stories. And it'll be a contact form. All you have to do is fill it out. It comes to me. And then we schedule the interview. You. Now, I can't promise to get on everybody. Um, and there will be timing involved. So, like, for example, during football season, I'm going to want football player, football fans, you know, baseball, baseball fans, etc. But, and it doesn't have to be all women. I know that this is a girly show. I just did air quotes. I feel really bad about that because you can't see them and they're really stupid to do. But the point is, is that I'm curious to know why are we fans? What makes us fans? What keeps us going despite the controversies, the money, the egos, just all the things that wrap up into sports? I think it's a great topic. And I don't think anybody out there in the blog sphere, in the pod sphere, whatever the space is, is talking about it. So with that being said, the other big announcement I have, I've got two. The first being is that I have been invited as Sports Gal Pal to be on the OSN excuse me, to be on the AOSN, I always mess that up, um, network. So that's the same network Julian owns. Um, the guys over there have been so great. So you will see me start to tweet out their articles. You will also see them tweet out all of my stuff, which they've been doing anyway. They've been so great. So I'm super excited about the partnership and can't wait to um, grow my brand through them. So thanks, guys. The other thing is, is that we are currently lining up experts from all 32 NFL teams. I'm so excited about this. And it's going to be a two-a-day series where we launch two each day, just like high school football, where you practice in the morning and you practice at night and you take a break when it's hot in the middle. So I was a marching band geek. We did two-a-days too. Thank you. And wool, wool pants. Just don't mess with the marching band geeks. Anyway, so we are bringing on experts from various blogs, newspaper columns, other podcasts to talk about each NFL team, what should we should look for, what to be expected, and what are they hoping to achieve. And of course, everybody needs to be hoping to achieve the Super Bowl. So I'm super excited about all this stuff coming up. But again, if there's something that you want to know about the podcast, you want to know about sports, ask me. You just have to email me, Ramona at sportsgalpal.com. You know, you can ask me questions, you can ask me, you know, comment on my opinions. You know, this is really your podcast. I'm just merely the person kind of talking and talking really fast sometimes. So make sure that you utilize this. I really want this to be a place where we can learn and grow together. So again, I want to thank all y'all for joining me today. And remember, don't hate the game. Just understand why the rest of us nuts love it so much. For all things Galpal Nation, make sure that you go to galpal.com. Follow me at Twitter or on, at sportsgalpal.com and you can like the Sports Galpal Facebook page. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.